Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again, welcome back for part two of AFTN's Christmas Special. Broadcasting from CITR Radio on the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of British Columbia. If you're listening to this show on the podcast, this will be episode 237. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Caitlin McCall. And in part one, we played a lot of Christmas songs. We had some of the White Cats' favourite Christmas songs, talked about Christmas traditions. In this part, it's going to be more soccer-related. So we're going to look at some of the week's White Cap news, a little bit of the MLS news, get some of the insight into what it's like in the households of some of the, the White Cats players. Uh, we're going to play some games. I've got some fun questions to, to pose to my two co-hosts here. If we have time, we might play a little bit of Christmas Countdown, and there'll be some more Christmas music as well. But let's kick things off with a, a look at the, the week's Whitecap news. And for the build-up to Christmas, Steve, it, it was surprisingly a, a busy week. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, you don't expect anything to happen before Christmas, because you're. but I guess nothing ever stops, because you kind of keep working at it. No, but I mean, jo- Johnny Monster, John Knox, yeah. had tweeted out, What's the the bad news going to be that the, the White Caps are, are going to release on the Friday before Christmas? And yeah, for the, some people, it was bad. Yeah, for me, it was bad. For me, it was fine. Yeah, that was good. Daniel Henry, yeah, has joined the White Caps. He is the latest addition, twenty four year old defender. Yeah, using that in inverted commas. I, look, I'm going to be honest. I he's a White Cap now. I'm going to support him. I'm going to cheer him on, but. I'd be two-faced if I suddenly said I thought he was a great defender. I've not liked the guy. I just don't think he's that good a player. But he's a white cap now, so I hope he goes and proves me wrong. He had three years at West Ham, my English team, apart from AFC Wimbledon, my other English team. So didn't make any premiership appearances for them. Did play for them in Europe and had some sort of League Cup appearances. 93 appearances for TFC across all competitions before he went over to there. Five goals. 22 caps for Canada. All I can think of is he was a little bit of a bomb scare at times with Toronto, but especially with Canada. But I do appreciate that when he was playing at his worst with Canada, it was when he was playing at right back, which is not his position. Yeah, that was Benito Flores, uh, you know, experiment there. Even the TFC stuff, I think you were a little bit, uh, you know, kind of... 
you were thinking it was because he was playing on TFC too. He was pretty solid for TFC. Uh, uh, your your team in um, West England, Ham, West yeah. Ham, they saw something in him. He he did go on loan to Blackburn, yeah. and the reports back from there were really good. Positive, yeah. Now you're saying he's injury prone too. He, yes, he only had two injuries. Really, I consider one was a hernia in 2015-2016, and then he had a minor knee injury um, in 16-17, which turned into that major knee injury, uh, the the rupture, yeah. which took him out for a full year. So in actuality, it was only a couple of years where he was injured. And one was, I think it was less than maybe two to three months he was out. And the other one, obviously that was a big one because that was over, you know, 400 days. But how good is it then for a player like that to, to come back here and then be playing on turf? Yeah. I, I it's, don't, it's, I don't it know is that's scary. A good move for him. Um, it's going to be but similar to what David Edgar would have gone through because he had a similar knee injury. I think his was a little bit less. Uh, it wasn't as worse, sorry, but it would have been the same thing. So a lot of players do come back from these knee injuries and they have to. They're forced to play on turf. So we'll see what happens with that one. Well, talking to David Edgar, do you, do you feel this means that's the end of Edgar? Is he going to be back? Unless, or is this unless, a replacement? Unless Waston is leaving in the, in, the, in the winter or something like that in the January transfer window. Yeah, I see. I don't see Edgar coming back. No, it certainly doesn't look like that. And if you were to give me the choice between Edgar and Henry, I, I would pick Edgar. I know he's mm. older, yeah. but he's got that experience that I feel they need in the locker room. Obviously, there's Aaron Mond as well, but they could trade him. They could still bring back Edgar and trade Mond. Yeah, if they really want that uh, extreme depth and they have the money to play around with at the centre-back position. I, I read a couple of things on Twitter and the Southsiders forum as well. Folk were saying, oh, this is a, a chance for them to trade Parker now and get a good return for Parker. Yeah. Why would you want to get rid of Parker? I just don't, no, don't see that No, it doesn't make sense. Because you're worried about Waston leaving. Maybe, like you said, you've always mentioned that after World Cup, he might be leaving. If he does leave after World Cup, if he's like wanted in Europe or somewhere, you want Henry and Parker to be your... And they're both young too. They're good age to be a good partnership. And if they Henry gets a little bit of time to work in back into game, shape and everything and inform then I think it could be a positive thing. Yeah, but we'll have to see what happens. Another thing to look at as well is is that is, he, is Robo maybe going to go for three at the back? Are we going to have like a, a three five two? Because obviously Parker and Henry can both play on the right. Yeah, would it make sense to to do that switch and try and get more offensive pieces on the on the field? Or is that just not Robo's mo? No, I don't know. He might be able to experiment now, maybe because. He- um, Henry is that does you know he, like you said he played right back he shouldn't have with Canada's national team he played right back but he, that that shows that he has some athletic ability to play um, uh, a little bit more offensive so he, if he plays on one side Parker plays on one side Watson in the middle then they could play that you know wing back up the field well but we'll see what it brings that was the only new addition this week Anthony Blondell is one of the other he, new additions this, this off-season. But he went on a high with his Venezuelan yeah. uh, team, for sure. Yeah, played his last game for Monagas last Sunday. Scored his 24th goal of the season, league leading in the Venezuelan Primera Division, to help his team win that match 2-0, 2-1 in aggregate, and lift their first Primera Division championship in their 30 years' existence. So he's coming here in a super high, full of confidence, and really looking forward to seeing what he can do as a whitecap. It's, it'll be interesting to see. I, I do like you know, you, like you said, twenty four goals is huge in any any league, really. But it'll be interesting to see whether that can translate, like you said. And um, I, I like with the addition of Kai Kamara, he doesn't have to do it right away. 
he can work his way into learning the you know a new place where he's living, um, new league he's playing, a new team, new coaches, new teammates, and stuff like that. So he's not pressured to do anything like, uh, for example, Octavio Rivera was years ago. So it is a positive for him that he's coming on such a high, and it's also positive that he doesn't have to be rushed into anything as well. I think it's exciting to see what kind of partnership him and Kamara's if, are, if they play two of the yeah, top, yeah. If, if they do play together, he could play wing too. He's played wing before, I think left or right. I'm not sure which one he prefers, but he's played that there as well. So he's yeah. got the speed to do that too. And we're obviously going to to see that in in action in the preseason. But the, the MLS season we now know will kick off at home at BC Place on Sunday, March the fourth at three p.m. Montreal coming again. It's usually Montreal, Toronto. Yeah. Had Philadelphia, but yeah, that was. I, a... I was talking to to our good friend Hard before it was announced, and my guess was Montreal at home. It just seemed that that's what it was going to be. Yeah, I, I think the especially with TFC winning the title, that you know they always like having their uh, champions play their first game at home, even if it's in might not be in great conditions. Um, I just oh sorry, I just want to give an update on Santa too. He's in Mexico right now. Ooh. He finished Texas, so he's in Mexico. Let's hope he gets back. Uh, Trump's people don't, uh, you know, stop him yeah, at the border. Hopefully that wall is not too high. He can get over it. Well, who knows? I mean, he might like his Mexican ladies and we might never see him. He might yeah. just stay there. So, uh, yeah, getting back to Montreal, I, I, th- I think I think this is what the Whitecaps want. They want a strong um, rival opponent at the beginning. I still think they don't need it. I think they can, you know, sell tickets for opening kickoff against anybody. Uh, but I guess if MLS wants to do this they, uh, and the Whitecaps want it, maybe that's what they need to do every year. I just, it's not very exciting, but. It, it seems like know. it happens every year. That's yeah. the problem. It's either TFC or Montreal. Switch back and forth. Well, let's just hope they get off to a winning start. Yeah, for sure. Now, we, we mentioned Kendall Waston when we were talking about the centre backs, and he was named to the best 11 in CONCACAF's team of 2017. Well yeah. deserved honour. I voted for him. For that spot scored the goal of course that, that sent Costa Rica to the World Cup they would have made it anyway but I mean he was the guy that clinched the spot well, yeah he basically uh, turned the whole stadium into a frenzy yeah fantastic scenes no, never tired of, of doing that yeah and a couple of departures to, to just talk about as well two defenders yeah one's a Both surprise yeah. to me now we, we talked weeks ago that the Whitecaps had offered David Norman Meyer Bevan and Declan win MLS deals David Norman was first announced, Meyer Bevan was then announced last week, and I was waiting for Declan Wynn to get announced, but it did puzzle me where he might fit in. I mean, you, you've got Brett Levi's, you've got Marcel de Jong, Jordan Harvey, we didn't know if he was coming back or not, Declan Wynn is a left-back, he can also play left midfield, so I thought it was strange to possibly offer him a deal, but as it turns out, we don't have to worry about that, because the Caps traded him to Colorado for a hundred thousand in Tam, yeah, that's a lot. It seems, seems like a lot. It seems an amazing deal. Yeah, and twenty percent of any future transfer fee as well. Yeah, it seems like a very high amount. I guess he really and well. One thing is, is he's uh, he's rejoining his um, uh, Kiwi coach that he uh, played for at the Confederations yes. Cup and Anthony the World Hudson. Cup qualifying. Yeah, so that's a one thing that probably got him a good uh, chance to get assigned on there. And I, th- I guess the Whitecaps were telling him that they're they thinking about signing him, and so that's why it, ha- it took that much to get him brought over. I mean, I, I'm sad to see him move on because I like him. I like what he offers. We've spoken to him loads. He's a great guy to speak to as well. But to get 100k in town for him, I think, is a, a fantastic... For a WFC2 signing. Yeah, fantastic bit of business. And the thing is, is uh, we, uh, this kind of opens it up that, you know, although Marcel Young, I don't think he's re-signed yet, um, I think that opens it up that he's probably going to return and, and then gives a really good chance to Brett Levi's. Because yeah. 
as somebody reported, I, I, I wish I could give them credit because I, I just can't remember who, who said it, but it was an article where they, it was actually it was in the Swedish paper where uh, Sam Kubi is looking for a permanent transfer. And yeah, it looks, it looks like that's almost done and dusted. Oh, done and dusted. Yeah. Well, obviously, it'll be, when it becomes official, we'll let you know, but uh, it looks like it's going to happen. With that left back, you know, in, I mean, sorry, out, you had um, uh, Declan Wynn out now, and then obviously the last one we we're going to talk about, the, 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 the guy who's been here for a very long yeah. time. Now, players come and go. Players move on. Once they move on, I don't really care too much about them in a lot of times, and a lot of the time I don't care that they've moved on. You won't to, break to bread honest. with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm really sad to see Jordan Harvey go. He He's just felt part of this team from the start. I know he joined halfway through the, the first season, Yeah. but he's just been here for so long. He's like part of the furniture. He's got BC Place tattooed on him. Yeah. Some people will say he's slow as furniture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know. But they didn't know. I, he's the a thing, polarizing guy. No, no, but you know, the, you say polarizing, but most of the tweets to him that I saw were very positive yeah. and thanking him. So nobody was really that rude to him. I had some people saying to me that they were glad he was gone. Well, maybe privately, but nobody like publicly no, they, said they didn't. They didn't copy him. Yeah, either. exactly. I, some, a couple did. Though, oh, which, yeah, I know, but he's he's gone to LAFC. We we expected that going to the expansion team. Nice nice tweet to re, to reveal it. Him yeah. and his daughter, they're they're going to be wearing black and gold. I thought he joined East Fife. Oh, okay. I, I was excited for a, a moment. I thought they were blue and gold. No, we're black and gold. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, John Harvey he's, he's going to LA, California lad. He's going to have a great time there. It's just I would have liked him to finish his career as a Whitecap. He loves the city. I think he still it's has just, a lot to offer as well. It's not feasible when, when especially in a salary cap, that somebody can uh, air unless they absolutely are willing to take a pay cut. And like you know, Zach has talked about before, nobody's going to take a pay cut if somebody's going to offer more money. No, he was a free agent, and he's going. He's, he's going back going, to, yeah. like you said, going back to California. Yeah. His wife uh, owns, uh, like, is able to do, c- continue her career. Yeah, Kim it's, be- it's better for her in LA, California. Uh, for her to do, whether it's acting or singing or whatever she does, so um, it, it's it's all obviously better for the whole family. And she, he's close to the family now. Yeah, I, I wish him well. Wish yeah, him all the very sure. best. Apart from when he plays against the Whitecaps, obviously. But I still think he has a lot to offer. Whether he'll be a start or a backup in LA, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But of course, another big reason that that we're going to miss Jordan Harvey is he is the guy that he was my go-to guy to start all, off everything. All these podcast <laughs> segments that we've done. Yeah. For the last couple of seasons. I think it's Marinovic you're going to have to go for now. Yeah, Marinovic is now. He's my new go-to guy. But it was always Jordan, whether it was food, whether it was digestives, whether it was teammates, takeout stuff. Music, books. Yeah, it was was always him. So let's play our final segment that we recorded with Jordan. And of course, he's going to kick off a new segment because that's what he does. A one-day segment. Yeah, just just for this episode of the show. We we spoke to a lot of different Whitecaps players about what their Christmas traditions were, what Christmas Day is like in their household. So let's see what Christmas is like in the Harvey household. What does Christmas dinner look like for the Harvey family? Christmas dinner is pretty standard. For me, uh, it's Christmas morning. We do a uh, brunch. And I know I'm going off topic, but this is where we get this. This is where I, I get excited is because we have this thing my mom makes called goldenrod egg. And that is a secret that I can't tell you. But it's like it's like biscuits um, with like a cream egg sauce on top with a little sprinkled uh, yolk 
on it. It is unbelievable. And my brother genuinely gets upset if my mom doesn't make it for Christmas morning. And so, um, yeah, every Christmas morning we have this goldenrod egg, it's called. And, uh, yeah, that's our Christmas morning ritual. For dinner, we usually have, you know, like ham, turkey, stuff like that, stuffing, you know, just kind of like Thanksgiving. But uh, Christmas morning is where it's at. Hey, hey. Christmas dinner on Christmas Day, that is what Christmas is like in the Harvey household. And of course, they'll be celebrating it, probably in, in LA this year. But he talked there about his mum's special egg recipe, which he would not give us the, the details of. He gave us, when we spoke to him before, his little tip about what to do when we, we got frozen yoghurt yeah. and put some match at the bottom. And I've actually, he said, put a sweet treat before you put your yoghurt in. And yeah. we followed that. We, we, we did that a couple of times. So, yeah, good luck to Jordan Harvey there. And we've got some more players talking about Christmas dinner throughout the show. But now it's time for some Christmas questions and answers. Yes, we're going to do this throughout the show, keeping the Christmas theme going. And we're going to have some Christmas emergency questions and answers. Now, just to explain what this is, there's a comedian in the in the UK called Richard Herring. And he has his own podcast and he, he records it in a, in a theatre in London. And he has this thing called emergency questions. So when he has guests on the podcast and they run out of ideas to talk about, he dips into his book of emergency questions. So he brought that out as a book, and then for Christmas, he brought out his book of Christmas emergency questions. So I'm going to ask you guys some of these just now. So th- there's no right or wrong answers to this. It's just some discussion points about Christmas. But we'll so, be judged. We'll be judged by the listeners and probably by <laughs> me as well. So let, let's kick this off. Everyone knows the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Three wise men went to the little baby Jesus. Oh, I thought you went to one the movie. Yeah, me too. That's what the first thing that <laughs> oh. came to my mind. <laughs> I, that's what I thought too. Anyways. He brought gold, frankincense, and, and myrrh. Yeah. Now, gold obviously isn't a bad gift, but frankincense and myrrh kind of it smacks of a, a last-minute visit to Bethlehem's late-night garage. What what would you have brought the baby Jesus if you'd been one of the wise men, or on a modern-day setting? What, what what would you bring the baby Jesus these days? Uh, I uh, I think. Um See, the thing is, I'm assuming that Joseph and Mary are going to be busy running from the Romans, and they might not be able to spend too much time with Jesus. So I would bring get an iPad, yeah. mm. uh, keep them busy good. sometimes. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, condone. Give, oh no. I don't. Con- I forgot condone and condemn. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> um. I don't advocate giving an iPad to a kid, but sometimes you got to keep them busy when you're doing something. So you know. Uh. You know. A little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. You give them True. to. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, sort of another iPad. So was I, actually. I said, like an iPhone or something, only thinking about the modern day thing, because I have no idea what an alternative would be. Well, I mean, back then, I'd try and give him a hotel voucher. Cause obviously, a hotel voucher, yeah. or maybe like a a, a camel, because oh, you, you want to yeah. travel what, one a little bit, it's better than one. Hmm. I think one I, I would like be my good two enough. humps. Uh, you get more stability that way, I think. Oh, true. But yeah, I think we're, we're all agreed on an iPad. <laughs> so second question for this section. 
You were tracking Santa earlier. But where is he now, actually? Oh, let just... me just double. Ask the yeah. question. Okay, so it seems impossible, really, that, that Santa Claus can get around all the houses in the world in just one night. But he clearly manages it, because we, we all know that. What's your personal theme? Well, before... Chihuahua, Mexico. Chihuahua? So he's, he's, heading, still, he's still in Mexico. He, he's, he's heading for Chihuahua, Mexico. He just was in Mexico City. Maybe he's picking up some Chihuahuas. Remember, yes. a dog is not for life. No. A, a a no, a dog is for life. life. Not for Christmas. Yeah, not for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be good to come up with a business, a dog is for Christmas, and you just rent out dogs to people for Christmas Day. Mm. I think that would be a great business. Anyway, going back to Santa, what's your personal theory of how he achieves getting around the world in, in one night and getting all these presents? Time travel, obviously. Oh, time travel. That's oh. the only answer. That's the only... I would, I would, uh, I, uh, going back to, uh, obviously everybody knows I like superheroes. I would say that he has the powers of the Flash. And oh, he gets yeah. around fast, really fast. Oh, now, does that mean there's alternate, there's like Earth 2 and Earth 3 and... I'd be, yeah, could be. Hmm. I, I just put it down to cloning. Oh, That we actually bad. think that there's just one Santa, but he's actually cloned himself. Hmm. But they're only like 24-hour clones. They automatically combust after that. Oh, you mean like a self-destruct button? Yeah. And only the original yep, and stays. and then only the original is ever left. I, whenever I think of cloning, though, I do think of that Family Guy episode with Stewie, where Stewie made all those extra versions of himself, and they all went horribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking with the Santa, then. How, how do you think Rudolph ended up with his red nose? I'm thinking the Russians had something to do with it. Mm. Nuclear testing up in the uh, Arctic and radiation poisoning. That's what, that, that's what my guess is. I was going to say something about drugs, but that's probably not appropriate. Oh, I, I don't know if they do drug testing. Hmm. I, I'm going to go with rosacea, because that's what I have, hmm. and I, I'd like to feel that I am part of, of the, the Rudolph reindeer community. But it was a shame for him. He, he was picked on for his red nose. Okay, here, here's another one then. What is your favourite Christmas film? Um, I'm going to go back. I, we talked about it earlier in the part one. It's A Wonderful Life. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you did mention that earlier. Yeah. Caitlin? Uh, I think I would have to say the Rudolph again. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. See, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between A Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a good one. That I've always loved, but it's like, is it a Christmas film? Is it a Halloween film? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, an Elf. I, I, I do love, love Elf. elf. That, oh, yeah, elf, elf is, is a, yeah, that's a, that's, if I was going to go modern, I would go Elf or even Die Hard. I love Die Hard. Uh, I, see, I know everyone thinks that's a Christmas film. I just don't think of it as a Christmas movie. Uh, for me, it's a Christmas movie. Mm. If it happens during Christmas, like the, the same one with uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's a Christmas movie to me, too. And, the, and Gremlins, too, I guess. If you think. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Gremlins, for sure. So, last question for this section. If Jesus was to come back today, and many people, of course, believe that he will, and he saw what Christmas had become, what do you think he would make of it nowadays, and what would surprise him the most about maybe your own celebrations of Christmas? Mm, I don't know what would surprise him. I personally think he'd have no issues with it. If he is Jesus, um, I think he'd be very forgiving. Whatever people are doing, and he'd be just happy that people are having fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he'd be really. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, I, I think he'd be surprised that so many people that aren't Christian celebrate Christmas. Uh, and of course, the, there's a whole. What would you think of the commercialism of it? And in the first part of the show, I had three songs about cynicism and commercialism at Christmas, but I had to cut them out. Yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe feature them at, at some other point. But I, I think I think he'd be surprised at what it, what it had become. But we'll be back with some more questions and answers in later parts. And we'll be back with more Christmas chat after these messages.
The darkness there with Christmas time. Just let the bells end. I still think they should call the way end a BC place the bell end. That's not bad. And they could play the song all the time. Yeah, it's usually full, full of bell ends as well, especially when Seattle come and visit. And uh, just a Santa update again. Colorado Springs is back in America. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, is he heading for Bolo. USL contract, maybe? Uh, uh, yeah, possibly. Or And he's heading to Boulder. Now he's in Colorado. We know what's oh, legal in Colorado. No. Hopefully he doesn't second head smoke and take oh, it in. And his ding dong's going to get merrily on high. Yeah. That's going to be unfortunate if that happens yeah. for all the kids at home. Um, uh, so obviously we got MLS news. Um, a lot of stuff happening. New yeah. team. Yes. Somebody was gifted a new team this week. Terrible. <laughs> You're not a big fan, I, obviously. <laughs> now, I have nothing against Nashville as a city. I know Nashville's been fantastic in the NHL market, and they, they've got a... Surprisingly good. Yeah. I didn't expect it when I, I, they got that team either. They've, they've got a lot of potential. I get all that. But you have to reward people that have put money into lower-level soccer in, yeah. the, in the US for years. For sure. Now, I know Cincinnati's just two years old. Sacramento's four years old. I don't care if it's one, two, three, four years old. These are owners and people that have put money into lower leads, league soccer, growing a club, not just a franchise, having community involvement, having academies, having a youth set up. What kind of message does that give people if you do all that and you still just give it to someone else because they've got more money and they've got a richer owners and deeper pockets, which yeah, seems for to be sure. the rumour. And the thing is, well, obviously, because uh, there was a story, out, I think I think I saw somewhere where Sacramento was looking for additional owners now. Yeah. And maybe the, that maybe they didn't feel the ownership group was strong I enough. I think it was Evan Ream, who's been a long-time Sacramento Republic reporter, that, that said that deep pockets did seem to be an issue. Yeah. And... I, that just saddens me. Absolutely saddens me that 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 is the case. And and the thing is, is um, it doesn't make sense to me in a way because they they build um, this league like you know every like everybody's on a level field, no matter how, you know how strong your city is and stuff like that. So it's, it's surprising to me that they're so concerned about um, uh, you know having a good owner like uh, deep pockets and everything because you know everybody's you know sharing the wealth it seems like but obviously that's not the case that's just what they want to show everybody yeah they want to show everybody that's parodies going on MLS but it doesn't seem like it at all I mean this is not obviously ruling out Sacramento and Cincinnati and I, I thought think they were going to name two well I think one is wait until January and you have to think Cincinnati is the shoe in 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 January. I, I still don't know if all the stuff that's happening with Columbus is is messing things up a little bit for Cincinnati because the MLS don't want to add a new team in Ohio when they might be taking another team away from Ohio. I, I just I don't know if perceptions and optics is, is playing a role in that, but but we'll see. Some some other MLS news. Timbers have a new coach, Giovanni Savarese. Yeah. Finally getting a chance to, to the coach Cosmos in MLS. Yeah. And that kind of puts a, another nail in NASLs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he seems a good coach and he, he seems a good hire by by the Timbers. Of course, when you're at the Timbers, you do have Merritt Paulson and you do have Gavin Wilkinson breathing down your neck. Yeah. Lots of rumours that that was kind of the, the final straw for Caleb Porter. He'd had enough and wanted to get out. So hopefully Savarese, in some sense, can deal with that. Hopefully he can, because it would be nice to see the Timbers in turmoil. Yeah. That would be a nice wish for for 2018. For sure. And we talked about earlier Daniel Henry, uh, Daniel, Donald Henry uh, joining the Whitecaps. A lot of, white ca- a lot of MLS move- movement also 
going around all over the league. Players leaving, uh, uh, looks like they're leaving for good. One former Whitecap. Yeah. And pl- there's a lot of players coming in for some huge amounts. Yeah. Kikuta Mane looks all set. I mean, he might. Reports are mixed, but looks like he has signed or he's about to sign with Pachuca in Mexico. Maybe Santa just dropped him off. Yeah, maybe that's there. where he is just now. Yeah. And a good move for him, I think. Yeah. I don't know what his Spanish is like, but he did grow up in Austin, Texas, so you have to feel he's pretty good with some Spanish. I don't know. I, I think a, a, a good move for him. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a, a level up, uh, something to prove himself, and then obviously the European teams that are interested in him will keep tabs on him, and if he you know, makes an impact like, you know, uh, another former white cap did in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe because he, he's younger than Camilo was. Yes. And so he maybe has the definitely a still chance to go to Europe. And the white cap's getting nothing now that he's going to Pachuca. So that's that's the end of the tree that looked like it kept giving, but and no. unfortunately it's not. But yes, yeah, some crazy big money, big name moves are, are being mooted. Not, not confirmed yet. Alejandro Romero Gamara, a 22-year-old Argentine winger, Looks all set to to go to New York Red Bulls, or he has joined New York Red Bulls. Six point two five million. Rumored, yeah. Yeah. Now that that's a it's a lot of money to pay for a twenty two year old, but I like it. Yeah. You're bringing in talented young guys well, to the league, which rem- for me is long overdue. Well, yeah, remember they increased the TAM too for the, well, uh, it wasn't TAM. We were, we were calling it YAM. Yeah, uh, youth allocation it's money. It's all very confusing. so. Maybe it might be some of that money going yeah. into. this. And you also as well. have like young designated players and stuff that. Obviously, he's on a, a super duper six point two five million transfer fee, though. But it is good to see clubs paying that for young players and, and not playing that for over the the hill players. And the fire is going after a couple of players too. Yeah, Iker Casillas, probably murdered the keeper. That yeah, the Spanish keeper and Colombian Juan Quintero, yeah. who's been linked to them before. But it looks like they're they're making another play for that. Galaxy are chasing Perry Kitchen who had made the move from DC United to Hearts in Scotland, but then has been in Denmark with Randers. Yeah. And, of course, big money Atlanta. I I, I find this far-fetched, but they're linked with Ezequiel Barco from Independiente, who they turned down a $12.5 million bid for him. From Atlanta? Or no, from somebody from else? somewhere else. Okay. But it looks like Atlanta's prepared to go to $22.5 million for now, him, but I, I don't know. Now, when I see that... Um, I'm thinking that, especially with them picking up Nagby as well. Um, where does do you know where Bar- Bar- Barco plays? No idea. Okay, so I'm assuming he's probably an attacker if he's going for that amount of money, and he's a young player. Maybe they are really ready to move on from uh, Miguel Al- Almiron, um, and and maybe he's the guy that's going to go in order to make it because he was rumored to be Atlanta was rumored to get like twenty four, twenty five million for him. So if they get him for twenty five, they pay twenty two for yeah, him. Yeah, then then it makes total sense. Yeah, That's so fantastic. and they got Nagby too. Yeah. So uh, it kind of if you think of it, you get Barco and Nagby for the, uh, what Almiron's yeah. going to get. As so we've talked about for three weeks now on the trot. It's yeah. like Atlanta's building a hell of a good team. Yeah, but you got to expect if somebody's coming in like that, there's going to be somebody going out. Yeah. Too. So that's kind of the MLS news for the week. Now talked about how there are some football related Christmas songs out there. Not a lot, and a lot of them aren't very good. But this is a cover of John Lennon's classic, Happy Christmas, War Is Over, from 1981 by Glenn Hoddle and the Tottenham Hotspur squad. Mostly by Glenn Hoddle, the Spurs kind of squad come in in the, in the end. So Salish C, our good friend Chris Corrigan, AFTN writer, will enjoy this being a Spurs fan. 
So let's hear this version of Happy Christmas, War Is Over. Happy Christmas, War Is Over by Glenn Hoddle and the Tottenham Hotspur squad from 1981 and 1982. And we'll have some more football-related songs coming up later in the show. But for now, it's time for some more questions and answers. Yes, we're back with some more Christmas questions and answers, courtesy of comedian Richard Herring. Santa heading over to Casper, Wyoming. Ooh, so that's not so he's too back far in the States. Yes. He's left Chihuahua. Oh, no, he was already he back was, in yeah, Colorado, yeah. But I don't know how, what kind of condition he'll be in. So we've played a lot of Christmas music tonight. Of course, The 12 Days of Christmas is a, is a well-known Christmas song. 
But how long would you keep going out with a true love who spent the 12 days of Christmas mainly saddling you with birds and other animals <laughs> that would require a lot of effort to keep fed and housed and a lot of expense as well? Hmm. I mean, would you appreciate those gifts? Yeah, I would. I like animals and, and nature things but, I mean, and stuff. Well, what would you do with Lords of Leaping, all that many of them? <laughs> I'm sure that some of those things are rented. I don't think well, you can. So you, you just read the Lords Leaping and yeah, then give them back? It, no, because Lords Leaping, that's people. That's, you know, if you buy them, that's slavery. <laughs> I don't I think slavery is illegal. So I'm thinking maybe that's just a rental. Oh, well, maybe. The partridge in a pear tree would be fun because you'd have pears and a partridge. Yeah. Um, the gold, well, I, I keep the golden yeah, rings. The go, the yeah, the gold rings, is, I think. Especially if they're engraved on the inside with Lord of the Rings, uh, kind of elven. Oh. Kind of, that'd be really cool. But there's only meant to be one ring. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe five golems. Oh, maybe. Mm. Mm. Now, I, I put this one in, because in the book, there's like over 300 of these. Some of them maybe weren't very appropriate, so I didn't put those in. But I, I put this one in in the hope that Zach was going to make it along. But I got a text from him. He's been caught up with family stuff, so it doesn't look like he's going to make it on the show in person oh, or on the phone. He's going to have to wait to open his gift. Yeah. Then. It's quite good, because the one I ordered for him hasn't arrived. Yeah. <laughs> so, does it ever, ever worry you that Santa is an anagram of Satan and that perhaps Father Christmas motives aren't all that good. Well, you got Krampus. People talk about Krampus oh, yeah, in some people. I think yeah. it's Germany mostly, Krampus. You get a lot of Krampus about once a month, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. We'll cut that out. <laughs> um, no, but uh, obviously a lot of people talk about that. Um, you know, the people that uh, claim there's a war on Christmas, uh, you kind of point to Santa all the time. Yeah. So, But I don't have a problem with Santa. Although he was created, I think, uh, uh, for people. Um, he was brought um, in view for people by Coca-Cola, for yes. all, apparently. So, yeah. Created. I, I, I Some just, people say created, but I, obviously I think he's been around for all ever. I, I love Santa. Well, I'd, Chris Kringle, right? That's where it comes from in Germany. Yeah. yeah. I I was in Brentwood Mall on Friday uh, getting a like, follow-up for my tooth. And going up the escalator, it was kind of weird because Santa was sitting there and there was two really pretty girls in their late 20s sitting on his lap and playing with him oh, and getting their photo taken yeah, with him. No, that happens a lot. We, uh, my, uh, my kids go see the one in a White Rock area and there's, uh, in front of us there were two sets of couples, adults, <laughs> that were t- looking to take pictures of Santa. So it's, it's not an uncommon thing. I guess we did go and see him in Lapland, as we said earlier. Yeah, so. for sure. So there's no ulterior motives there. Um, which toy advert, I don't know what it was like over here, but which toy advert made you want that toy being advertised the most or what toy adverts do you remember on TV from your childhood did you get a lot of them uh, yeah no we got it. I got it. always watched a ton I would say the original Transformers were probably the biggest toy advert I remember um, and also maybe G.I. Joe one of the two I would claim those two uh, I don't remember anything like wanting anything specifically from TV commercials and things like that. I was kind of a weird child, so I wanted my own thing, like Kelvin and Hobbes comic books and yeah. stuff, not not Cabbage Patch Kids or whatever. And but the thing is, the funny thing is, the toy not even, they're not even toy adverts. The somebody was talking about it earlier. I was in the link for Twitter or whatever in the in the you know the chat or whatever. And the two commercials that I remember the most, one that was mentioned in there was Ravine. Uh, the man they called Ravine. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. Oh, I, I, I knew that song. I would say I met a guy named Ravine too, so I would always sing it to him. 
whenever I saw him. And then the other one was the captain. Um, a lot of people know about the captain. Uh, he was a, a guy who had a thrift shor- a store, like a trade, a pawn shop. Oh. And he was always, hi, hi, goodbye, or something like that. I, I, and goodbye. That was it. And uh, uh, those are the two ads I remember from my childhood. Nothing to do with toys, though. See, we, we only had three stations on TV when I was a kid. BBC yeah. One, BBC Two, and ITV. Yeah. And the two BBC ones didn't have adverts, so you yeah. only had whatever ITV showed. So on a Saturday morning, you had shows like Tiswas, Saturday Banana. I used to watch all that. I always remember that there was an advert for the game Mousetrap. I don't know if you oh, guys... Oh, no, we, did, we yeah, had Mousetrap. Yeah. Mousetrap yeah. That yeah. was on constantly, and I never, ever got Mousetrap yeah. as a game. And I kind of feel I missed out. I should, although we have had our own mouse problem this year that maybe it, it usually didn't work too yeah, well. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It our, wasn't our mice traps at home didn't work. Although it did in the end, eleven mice we ended up catching. I never did give an update on that. Yeah. But we we released Maxwell. Maxwell was the first. He was safe. Yeah. Santa, I um, mean, is in Montana now. Yeah, oh, getting closer. Now Christmas crackers. I I still like them. I know they're a bit of a waste of money, <laughs> and obviously they come with crappy jokes. But as does the show. Um, and paper hats. Now, do you wear your paper hat? And what's the longest time that you can remember wearing a paper hat for? Like, do you keep it on all day? No, I never wear a paper hat. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't recall ever wearing one. Oh, I always put it on. I, I, I like pulling my cracker oh. just before I eat the meal, and then I have it on during the meal and often after into the early evening watching TV. No. We no. didn't. We didn't have. We didn't do crackers growing up. We didn't have crackers in my in my family at Christmas. So I didn't even know about them till, till meeting you and going to the UK. I didn't. I'd never even heard of them. Yeah. Huh. So. We, weird, you Canadians. And the last question for this segment: At what point in the day? And we kind of covered this in the first part of the podcast when we talked about Christmas traditions with a number of people. But at what point in the day do you open your Christmas presents? And how do you feel about families who choose to do it at a different time? Would you be prepared to go to war to eradicate these heretics? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, like I said before, we opened it after breakfast. Um, so 9 o'clock-ish, probably 9.30. And uh, although we do open a few gifts uh, the night before, the kids do. just want to read a, a tweet that we got in from Mundial at Andrada 32015 on Twitter. He says, my family usually waits until 12am on December 25th, so very soon. Ooh, 33 minutes to open presents although he's a TFC fan so I think he could be back out east they have Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve and they open presents from family on Christmas morning the kids open their Santa present this year he says he's lucky to celebrate Christmas with the MLS Cup boo <laughs> anyway let's get back to some more Whitecaps insight into what their Christmas day is like with Gordon Forrest who tells us what Christmas is like in the Forest household. Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. What what does Christmas dinner look like in the, the Forest household? It's a it's a busy affair. Obviously, we we three children and uh, and me and the wife. But uh, yeah, we are traditional traditional Christmas dinner: the turkey, the the roast potatoes, the, the chipolatas, as we call them, the the sausage with with bacon around it. You know, mashed potatoes. Uh, you know, your your carrots, your Brussels sprouts, your bro- You know, as as much as we can uh, uh, fit on the plates, and we're we're quite traditional. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, 
Tale of New York there. One of my favourite all-time Christmas songs. Yours as well, Steve. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, the first time I heard it, I thought, oh my god, this is going to be a depressing song. Why are they playing this on... Like, oh, and Much Music actually played music. Ah. Uh, I, I saw the video <laughs> the, the first time, and, and then it actually it picked up, and it actually was a... I thought it was a great song. Yeah, it's fantastic. The, the Pogues and Kirsty McCall, no yeah. relation to, to myself, sadly, because I'd be very rich. Uh, yeah, you could hit her off some money. Yeah, but, yeah, fantastic song. And we, we played a song earlier from Goldie, Luke and Chain, and they have their Christmas album, which is called A Fairy Tale of Newport yeah. instead of New York. Oh, wow. So that's all stuff about Newport and Wales. So, so that was fantastic. So, uh, Santa Update, uh, we should talk about he's, in their, he's back in Canada, uh, hit Calgary. Um, Benetton hitting Fort McMurray. Those people, you know, they suffered through a forest fire a couple a year and a half ago or something like that. So it's good for him, them to get see little Santa there. Yep. Um, he's delivered over six billion gifts. Oh, uh, a lot of gifts Busy there. guy. So I think as soon as he hits Fort McMurray, um, he might swing by, you know, the Yukon, maybe hit Alaska, and then he'll be hitting BC yeah. here soon. Twenty-six so minutes close, till yeah. Santa time and. I, I had a word with the big guy when I saw him in the mall on Friday, and he did say he was hoping to drop into the studio, so oh. we'll hopefully get him in. Can't stay long, he said, but he, he'll hopefully come in. But Christmas is about a lot of things, and it's like spending time with family, spending time with friends. Christmas Day, there's the food. There's also the games. You, you can't have Christmas without some games. So I thought everyone loves this game that we play in the AFTN soccer show, so why not have a little bit of Christmas Countdown. Yes, it's Christmas countdown time, everyone. 
we might just play one round of this because we're kind of getting a little bit pushed for time, but we might play two if we have so much fun. And what we're going to do... We've basically, if Michael wins, we'll probably play two. <laughs> well, basically, if we lose, I'll probably want to play again. Oh, that's true, sure that yeah, win. Yeah. But what we used to do is we try and make words that you have to try and tie in with a soccer connection. So it could be come up with green because the pitch is green. But for Christmas, we're going to play some Christmas countdown where you have to come up with words that are Christmas related. So again, you could have green because of all the, the green... Christmas trees and, and stuff like that. Now, Caitlin, you've never been on the show before. No. So we'll get you to pick the letters. You can pick up to nine letters, a maximum of seven consonants, a maximum of four vowels. So what would what would you like? Um, I'll say five consonants and three vowels. Okay, and then leaving one to see what you get. Okay, sure. so let's see. Consonants. S, a good start. N, another good start. Another S. Mm. And another N. Oh, jeez. Snossberry. No. <laughs> another S. Did you shuffle these? I, I did. Obviously, I shuffled them, which I shouldn't have done because it's put all the S's and N's together. So we have S, N, S, N, S. Let's see what three consonants we, we come up with. Sorry, what three vowels we all come up E's, with. All three E's. All three E's. A. A. Okay. A. Oh, my God. And E. So you have one more letter to pick, Caitlin. What would you like? I highly recommend a consonant. Yeah, okay, consonant then. A Q. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just do go over those letters for everyone at home. I think we might play a second round of this. S for sugar. N for numpty. (laughs) I was going to suggest that. (laughs) S, N, S. So S, N, S, N, S. A, A, E, and Q. And your 30 seconds start now. That's your 30 seconds up. Caitlin, how many have you got? I have nothing. Well, if this, is, if this was a Game of Thrones version of Countdown, I would have Sansa. So that would be awesome. But other than that, I don't have anything. So Oh, yeah, that, no, that's nothing. disappointing. Steve? Yeah. Um, I got a four-letter word. Oh, I, I've got a five. So what's your four, Steve? Um, it's sane. Oh. Um, uh, people tried to stay sane yes, during Christmas time. Yes, but it doesn't really work. I, I <laughs> Sure. I you, have... you, you, you. <laughs> we did parka for once for soccer, so this should work. No, sane's good. Yeah. Sane's, I, I thought you said it didn't work. No, no, no. It doesn't work that people stay sane. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, oh. sorry. I misunderstood there. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying his answer. No, no. Oh, no, not... no. It, it's work. Mine's is asses. A-S-S-E-S. Because if you look at the nativity scene, there's always lots of donkeys there. Obviously, donkeys also called asses. So asses for five. Oh, okay. So let's play one more round of that because that was a terrible set of letters. Yeah. So Steve, you can pick this time. Okay, uh, let's go for four and two initially. Okay. So four consonants and we're starting off with a T for Chani. Or Tony. Be <laughs> that, that, would be, yeah. that would throw everybody <laughs> off. T for Tony. Z. W. 
and B for Bobo. And two vowels. A and I. So you have three more letters to pick. Okay, I will take uh, one more consonant. Consonant. Another T. Two and more. another consonant. H. And then one vowel. And your last letter is an I. So just to go over this for everyone at home. T, Z, W, B, A, I, T, H, I. And your 30 seconds starts now. Okay, time up. Caitlin? Uh, four. Steve? I'm four as well. I'm four as well. So, Caitlin, what's your four? Uh, wait. W-A-I-T. As like waiting in line yeah. to do your Christmas shopping. And yep. The Christmas wait. All that stuff. Waiting, waiting for Christmas. For, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a bath. Yeah, that's uh, what I had as because well. Because <laughs> after doing this Christmas show, it's so hot in here, I'm going to need a <laughs> bath when I get home. Oh, see, I thought it's more that if you don't know what to buy, the women in your life, you just get her bath bombs. <laughs> oh, so, sorry to spoil your Christmas presents there, Caitlin, but <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of bath bombs. <laughs> Not homemade ones. Oh. No, sorry. I'll, I, I've let you down again <laughs> for <Next> Christmas. <laughs> so that, that was Christmas countdown. Do you know, this always looks like it's going to be more fun in my head. I, the problem is, I think they're just the letters. It's, uh, this, was yeah. not, this one was not too bad. The first one was horrendous. I don't know. I won, so I was quite happy with that. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that's countdown for this. So we're, we're back talking about Christmas dinners. And this time, we're heading east to New York, New Jersey. Tim Parker telling us what Christmas is like in the Parker household. Kind of a fairy tale in New York for him. What's Christmas dinner like in the Parker household? Big. Um, the Parker household for Christmas Day is like 50 of us. So there's uh, probably two turkeys, ham, potatoes, green beans, uh, cranberry sauce. I mean, there's a whole array of things that go on on that dinner. Tim Parker has a lot of people at his house. He does. He reminds me actually about my, when I was younger, because when when we would have, like there's about, in my dad's side of the family, there was about 20 plus my two grandparents, so that's 22. And then if we went to my, with certain uncle's house who, whose wife, uh, my aunt obviously, uh, brought her family over because uh, they would be the same house. There's about, I'd say about 20 people in their family as well, or maybe 16 or something like that. So we get up to about 40 people pretty easily. See, I'm an only child, so we all always just had quiet, quiet Christmases. I'm not used to to like having big Christmases. And Plus, our family didn't get on, so it's just me yeah. and my mum and my gran. And, and then the thing is, is when we play, when we have that many people, there's an Indian game. Uh, it's called Bobby. It's basically, um, it's it's a card game. You 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 got to get rid of your cards. And essentially, in the game, there's no winner. There's just one loser. 
So uh, <laughs> you're basically trying to get the person to just, uh, one person, trap them and get them out of the game. Cool. So now it's time for some more Emergency Christmas Questions and Answers. Questions and Answers Honesty lies Yes, no you can't But you can if you know why So we're going to start this question off with an actual question and it's only you two that's going to take part. I want you to write down how many ghosts visited Jacob Marley in a Christmas Carol. What? Tell me, tell me when you. How many ghosts? Oh, how many ghosts visited in Venezer Scrooge in a Christmas Carol? You kind of gave it away. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. Because that's the trick. Yeah. Everybody always thinks it's a certain number, but then you give the. Yeah. I bollocks that up. Yeah. But the answer is the answer is four, four. because yeah. Jacob Marley was a ghost. The first ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, See, what are uh, you no, but I knew that, I knew that anyways even before you said that because uh, be- that's the one that always gets people because people think past, present, yeah. future, and, that's and, all, they, yeah. and you guys watch it every year, yeah. so that would have been you're trying to get <laughs> Kaylee to win there. Well, unless I was talking about a Muppet Christmas Carol, because I believe there's a fifth ghost in that. I can't remember who it is, but I think there's a fifth that's, ghost. I like that one. Mm. Right, back to some other questions then. Christmas dinner. We've just been hearing a lot about that. The music, by the way, Christmas dinner and Christmas day is by Goldie Looking Chain from their Christmas album. Friends of the show. I have to get them on the show, I think. I have to get them over here touring if they're allowed with all their drugs. At Christmas dinner, which of the trimmings could you do without? Is there any that you don't like? Or if someone was said, you can't have any more of that, you'd be happy with it. Well, I don't do it. We don't do a traditional Christmas. We don't like do turkey stuffing and stuff like that or goose or whatever they do in the, like they do in oh, Christmas yes. Carol. Um, uh, if I were to give anything up, geez, uh, nothing really. <laughs> I like everything we yeah. usually have. I, I, it's I, hard for me to give anything up. I could up. take or leave the cranberry jelly, I've oh, got yeah, to say. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't usually eat the cranberry yeah. sauce. I miss chipolatas. Yeah. You don't really have a lot of, ch- I mean, there's nothing nicer than like playing with your little fun size sausage and Christmas. See, day. today we had, uh, we had appies, which was uh, spinach dip and uh, nachos, bean dip. And then we went Indian with gray uh, paneer and a malai kofta. Mm-hmm. And you naan. brought us some samosas yeah, tonight, samosas, which thank you so much. Uh, and so, so really, it's hard for me to give up anything <laughs> of that. Yeah, we, we went for a, a Christmas high tea today for the first time at yeah. Secret Garden in Kirsty. It was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And you, did you have any issues afterwards or you guys were able no, to get no, home? No, I, we I have needed to pee a lot since because okay. that, that was, <laughs> Steve knows that last time we went for high tea, because the tea just keeps on coming and then so does the pee afterwards. But that, that, <laughs> that's a story for another day. Okay, what's your preferred term for a sexy Christmas? Sexmas or triple Xmas? I would go sexmas. I would say triple Xmas. I think. Oh, see, I I prefer sexmas as well. If you're listening at home, you can you can tweet us what what you feel for all these questions. Give us your answers. Now, would you prefer to live in a house made of gingerbread or a house made of candy canes? Hmm. Remembering that we live in Vancouver as well. Yeah, with the rain. Because yeah. the thing is, uh, well. Honestly, it would melt the gin- yeah. the candy canes too. Yeah, both things would both dissolve things in would the dissolve, rain. Both things would dissolve, yeah. But I think um, because both are like uh, one's one you got, got issue with gluten. That's too much mm. bread, and the other one's you too much want, sugar. You don't want soggy bread falling on your head either. No, mm. but would it would it not be easier to patch a gingerbread house roof if Possibly. there was a hole in yeah, it? Probably. Yeah, probably. But candy canes would go really repair. rock hard in in the summer as well, so yeah. you'd be totally. 
safer up I think gingerbread. I think you're right. I think gingerbread I th- would be I'd, the best. I would go with gingerbread, I think. And the last question for this section. Does it concern you that Santa's ho-ho-ho catchphrase is very close to being a pirate's yo-ho-ho catchphrase, like he's trying to hide a secret past? Would that explain how he gets the money to make all these presents? <laughs> no, yeah. that's just a weird laugh. Hmm. Just a jolly type of laugh. A belly laugh. Yeah, I don't have any all. issues with it, no. Okay. I'm okay with it. Even yeah. if it, even if it was something like that, so that's good. Cool. You know, he's putting the money to good use. Well, how, how's Santa doing now? Where is he? He is actually crossed into British Columbia. He's heading to... Oh, no, sorry. He is actually over the border of Yukon Territory oh. and Northwest, and he's heading into British Columbia. He'll be in Fort oh, Cranbrook, BC, oh. in about four minutes. Oh, in less than 12 minutes till he's coming to town. Yep. Okay, well, let's kill some time by playing this. So a more upbeat version of Santa. By Darlene Love. Baby, um, please come home. Written by Phil Spector, who I think is in jail now. Yes. From murdering people. Um, his uh, wife, Ronnie Spector, was going to uh, sing the song originally, but uh, Darlene Love, they felt, had a bit more oomph in it, and I think she did. Yeah. I mean, it's She blew fun- it out of the park. I love this song. Fantastic. That, that is better than my Arab Strap version. I do uh. like my Arab Strap version, just for the... Well, you can play tone. both. Yeah. You could uh, I, I, well, start have, out slow and then have, pick it up. We have played both. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a fantastic song there. Um, so, we're going to have a little bit more chat about some soccer now just before Santa arrives and some BC Soccer Web headlines. BC Soccer Web headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for news, links, reviews, everything you could hope for from local, national and international soccer news. bcsoccerweb.com. Make sure they're part of your daily routine. And uh, just to give an update, uh, Santa is out of Cranbrook. He is hopping over to Montana a little bit just to finish up Montana. Montana Ooh. is the big sky country. Um, so I always like Joe Montana. He's a sporting hero of mine. Oh, for sure. Former 49er, Kansas City Chief. Um, okay, so 
Uh, now, not too. It was light on news. Uh, BC Soccer Web, uh, uh, Mister BC Soccer Web, decided to take uh, a lot of the week off, uh, and understandably so. Um, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to worry about soccer too much during the thing, uh, during the week of Christmas. Um, but there are there were he did post some, and we were going to talk about another piece that came out afterwards. He stopped posting. First of all, uh, Court of Arbitration of Sport has banned Ecuadorian soccer player Jose. Angualo for four years after he tested positive for cocaine at the 2016 Copa Libertadores finals. Um, uh, this was more than the Peruvian player got. Uh, so I, maybe he's uh, he probably had um, a secondary ban or something like that, or some because uh, he received a one one year suspension for soccer, uh, South America uh, soccer body carnival. So obviously they're going a little harsher on him. Uh, Russia 2018 is, uh, spot on the line. FIFA is warning uh, Spanish government to keep out of football. Mm. Um, I think they, they should are, also keep out of Catalonia. But that's just, I, th- that's I think just that might thoughts. be that probably has something to do with it. Um, uh, they're kind of putting maybe they're intervening there and um, putting their foot in that too. And there's other things too that they're taking care of. So definitely a recommend reading for that. Um, Obviously, we talked about MLS expansion into Nashville. They also uh, revealed um, um, <laughs> uh, their 22 invites to the Caribbean Combine. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. I don't re- personally, I don't recognize any of these players. Uh, but there was a former Whitecap that was drafted that I think uh, went to the Caribbean Combine. Uh, combine. I can't remember his name. I'm drawing a blank De- on David Orgo. No, no, no. Uh, no the one that fl- uh, made the flip. He was part of the Cosmos. Oh, Andre, Andre Lewis. That's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He flipped in uh, Victoria. Didn't yes. land it, but he flipped. Um, final uh, bit of headline here: um, uh, the FIFA Gate scandal. Um, two of the officials have been found guilty. Uh, those are Juan Angel Napo of Paraguay. Uh, the former top soccer official of South America, and Jose Marie Moran, uh, a former top official of Brazil. Um, the other one, uh, I'm trying to find his name here. Uh, the actually, he's the one that uh, Mr. Berga, uh, Berga. He he's the one that made that uh, his throat was itchy. When the, oh, he was being testified yes, against yes. him, he, it was he actually, wasn't threatening to kill. No, no, he no, wasn't no. doing a slashing mo- motion against his throat. His throat was itchy, according to his lawyers. He has not been. The judges asked the jury to keep working on that one uh, because they are kind of undecided. It's kind of uh, close to a hung jury right now, so they're going to re- reconvene on. I think it's supposed to be Tuesday uh, when they'll be getting back together and finding out. But two of them have been found guilty of uh, fraud and taking bribes and. Uh, basically everything that under the book. Um, the Brazilian one, the Brazilian person I mentioned, he's. They're saying that he was just a scapegoat for a, a bigger body who uh, we talked about last week was suspended by FIFA. Yeah. So and there he's being uh, interrogated too. So yeah, a few headlines there to talk about, and uh, we will have obviously more information when we come back in a couple of weeks uh, from uh, you know from BC Soccer Web. Yeah. So it's less than three minutes now till Santa hits Vancouver. So we, well, we, let me just double check that. Well, the, the clock here says 23.57. Yeah, but sometimes he arrives after midnight, too. He's actually in Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah, he'll he get is, here. He'll I, get I here. trust him he's going to get here. Yeah. So just to kill these couple of minutes, I'm going to play another white cap talking about what Christmas is like in their household, and it's going to be Eric Hurtado. And he's going to tell us what Christmas is like down in Oregon in the Hurtado household. Christmas dinner on 
So Eric, what, what does Christmas dinner look like in the Hurtado household? Uh, so my mom will make a nice juicy honey glazed ham. Um, she'll make some stuffing. Uh, she'll make some deviled eggs. Uh, we'll get a pumpkin pie. She makes uh, some mashed potatoes and makes her special homemade gravy. Um, that's about it, man. Wow, you made me hungry. Yeah, oh, it was <laughs> delicious, dude. It is so good. Look forward to that every year. Eric Hurtado there talking about Christmas dinner in the Hurtado household. So, by our clock, it's 23.58 and 40 seconds. So Santa's going to be here in just over a minute. We're very excited. As we said, he is going to drop by the the studio very quickly to say hi to folk. So, just while we're doing that, let's let's just ask you some more questions. We won't bother playing the music intro for it, just to, to save a bit of time. So, let's go back to the 12 Days of Christmas song. Now... Eight maids of milking your true love gave to you. Do you think she also gave you eight cows, or was the expectation that you would provide the cattle from your own pocket? Because that severely devalues the gift. But if the cows were included, that actually means that she got you 16 things for that day and then just ruins the song. I think they're assuming that you already have the eight cows. And, and, and you just and need the, some help. And just need some help on that eight. But what day? if you don't? Like if she's if she's just given you eight milkmaids maybe, dressed in their sexy milkmaid uniforms. I mean, maybe, what are you meant to do with them? Well, maybe there would have been something else if you didn't have the cows. Hmm. Okay, here's the countdown: five, four, three, two, one. Merry Hello, Christmas! Hello, everybody. It's Santa here to say to you all, have fun. Lots and lots of jolly fun. Oh, S- Santa just quickly popped in the studio there to wish you all Merry Christmas. That was very nice of him. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that. So we don't have much more left of the show, but we're going to go over a-, a couple more quick questions here. If you had to kill and eat two of Santa's reindeer, if you had to. Two? Yeah. Oh. Which two would you turn into venison? No, I... Definitely wouldn't do Rudolph because it's just because of the radiation issue. Mm, true. So I'm going to take him he out. He suffered enough as well with that red nose. Yeah. I, Bullying um, and everything. I can't remember his name, but I, I would definitely take the coach of the uh, reindeer, whoever that was, in the Rudolph oh, yeah. story. Because he didn't really help us Rudolph at all. He allowed the bullying to continue. Oh, did so he? So he mm. would be one of the choices. And i just go any money, 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 want the rest of them. Hmm. Yep, same. I wouldn't really, you know, as long as you're not taking the main flyer guy, which I guess is Rudolph, the, you know, the, yeah. head, the navigator. And I save Rudolph's dad, too, because you don't want to keep a family together. I, I, I would say Donner and Blitzen, just because they sound German. Well, I, I think haven't were, forgotten I, the war. I think they were named after <laughs> Germans. Yes, <laughs> haven't forgotten the war, so I, I definitely go for these two. Last two questions. Everyone at home will be really glad to know. Now, we talked about how Santa maybe got around the world. Now, obviously, technology is changing, so in the future, we could have robot Santas to help ease his workload. Would that take away some of the magic for you? I would be scared, just because of Futurama. I don't know if you've seen mm. that. Oh, the, the, I, I've the, seen Futurama. I don't remember. Yeah, Santa Claus. Oh. Um, so I, I don't know if I really want the robots taking over. I, I see. We watched the, the Channel 4 show Humans, 
and they're very realistic human oh, robots sure. and that. No, I've mean, I, I seen, I've seen a, bit, a few episodes here and there. Follow-up question. Is it cheating to have sex with a robot Santa? Good question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... It would just be weird because you're having sex with a Santa. <laughs> Whether or not That's he's weird? a robot. Oh, I'll, I'll just take my hat off then for later. Maybe a different area code would make, make a difference. Yeah, maybe. I think it's metal. I don't know. Um, and the the last question here. Obviously, a tradition nowadays is Doctor Who and Christmas Day. But this is going to be the last Doctor Who for a while where the Doctor is played by a man. He's getting taken over. Is that going to spoil it? He's going to regenerate, I think is the word I'm looking for. Um, are you looking forward to future Christmas Doctor Whos now that the Doctor is turning into a woman? I never watched Doctor Who, <gasps> the Christmas specials especially. Um, I did. I saw like always clips of them, but I never watched the full episode. Um, I honestly have no issue with Doctor Who being a woman. Yeah, I'll, I'm just going to have to wait and see. I don't have an issue at the moment. I just have to wait and see how her, her character actually oh, is. No, no, that's yeah. what my issue yeah. would be. I would have an issue. Like if, if I it's were, not that she's a woman. It's just if yeah. I was a massive, well she'll yeah, if, if I was massive Doctor Who fan, I wouldn't care if it was a woman, but I would, yeah. I would actually judge it depending on how well she played it. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. It does seem a bit weird to me because I grew up with this show. I've watched it since like the early 70s. Yeah, so, so you it's have like, like 40 years of a man yeah. playing a role. So. But Jodie Whittaker is a fantastic actor. I loved her in Broadchurch but I do have to say one of my favourite bits of Doctor Who Christmas specials is when he gets his cock out in every episode so I mean that's not going to happen anymore so that's that's a disappointment thing oh that, that doesn't happen oh okay there's going to be no difference at all then so I mean that, that should be fine so that is our Christmas Christmas emergency questions we've only got a few more bits to go and we can't have an AFT and soccer show without an addition of wavelength and I know that you're going to think, is all these songs you've been playing not Wavelength? Well, no. We've saved the best to last. And it's old favourites of the AFT and Soccer Show, Half Man, Half Biscuit. And you can't have a Christmas soccer show without. All I want for Christmas is a Dukla Praga Wake It. Too. You'd always get palmed off 
with a headless centre forward and a goalkeeper with no arms and a face like his. to get hold of the Duke of Braga wake it cos his uncle owned a sports shop and he kept it to one side and after only five minutes you'd be down to ten men cos he'd sent off your right back for taking the face from under his left winger and come to half time you were losing 4-0 each and every goal a hotly disputed penalty so he'd smash up the floodlights and the match was abandoned and the dog would bark and you'd be banned from his house and your travelling army of sedentary supporters would be taken away from you and thrown in the bin. Hi, I'm Cal Valentine. You're listening to the AFTN podcast. Brush the snow up off your shoes. Inside we'll build a fire for two. Come on, everyone, it's Christmas Day. Stockings are all hung with care. The children sleeping unaware. The Santa Claus will soon be on his way. And old Jack Frost is whistling out a warning. But the gang's all here to keep the cold away. on earth this Christmas Come on, come all it's Christmas Day It's time to share a Christmas toast On the fire chestnuts roast Welcome back, you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show and CITR Radio Broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of British Columbia. That was It's Christmas Day there by Bros. Canadian band, yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was Bros. I I thought the UK band from the 80s had made a comeback. (laughs) But, yeah, it's a nice song, that. I like that. Yeah. Good Canadian band. So, we've not got much more to do on this Christmas special. We were going to do our, our present exchange, but Zach's not made it along. But I have his, his gift here. His present hasn't made it along either, so that's well, quite okay. I got his, and it's just going to be, you have to wait till obviously the new year for him to open it. And yours, for me, yours didn't come in. I well, don't know actually, how you, that is. It's still in somewhere in uh, between here and Mississauga, apparently. Well, yours didn't arrive either. I ordered, I ordered a month ago. I think you did too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yours and Zach are both coming from the UK. Okay. Neither of them's arrived, but I do have a copy of what I've got you. Oh, okay. So you can at least open mine. Yeah. And then, and then I'll, I'll give I'll you wait. your proper one yeah. when, it, when it arrives. And I got you a gift that you had a traumatic experience earlier this year. 
And I wanted to not let the year go down with that traumatic experience. So I got oh. you something that you can have a little fun with in the last segment okay. while we're doing other things. So I'm, I'm intrigued. So should I open first or do you want to open first? Oh, you can open I'll, first. I'll open first. Okay. I, I've got you something that combines two of your loves. Okay. This is great it radio. Is. Ooh, football's comic book heroes. You like comic strips yes. and you love football. Yep. So I don't know how much of these that you'll know. Um, I, I know I know one of them because you've talked yeah, about it Roy, Roy of the Rovers is, yes, is the big one. Yes, that's the one I've talk, you've talked about before. And yeah, and actually, um, there's a couple of clips I remember uh, Batman and Superman actually uh, attending uh, soccer matches. Um, oh. In the comics, I remember seeing those old clips too. But well, no, this is fantastic. This covers everything from the twenties up to probably about the nineties. Yeah. Now, the bad thing about this is when I was going through this and reading it, it then made me go and order tons of stuff off eBay. Yeah. So I, I probably won't do that for yeah. sure. I'll probably just be satisfied but with this. I, I've got lots of Scorcher annuals from the seventies that I went and rebought, and then it just talks about loads of things. So you'll enjoy that when it does arrive. No, I love history because I even um, I remember ordering like when we got uh, back when there was no internet, we got the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, I convinced my dad to get the 24-set volume of World War II. It was 24-set volume. So I, re- I read that from uh, almost all 24 volumes. It was fantastic. So um, let me see. Oh, let me take Zach's out first. That was actually properly wrapped. See oh, he'll like see. that. Yeah. yeah, he'll definitely like I'll take, that. I'll tweet a picture of that so he can see it and be tantalizing for him. But you can look in there. Okay. I know... Now, I know you uh, will probably not finish this thing, but I, I think you'll just have fun just starting it. Oh, okay. I am very intrigued now. Oh, 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 oh. It's just, oh. I think it's just a road to the Russia. Yes. It's so it's a, not the official World Cup one. No, this is awesome. A road to, I've never had one of the road ones. The Road yeah. to Russia Panini official sticker album. Thank you very much. And some packs in there if you want to open them. Oh, superb. Yeah, now this, as as you mentioned... It's got Italy in there, yeah. which the other World Cup will not have. Does it have Scotland in it? Does I don't it know. Scotland you have to check. The, there's a thing at the front. Uh, oh, Wales is in it. Oh, there you go. So, Robbo will be happy. Uh, no Scotland. No Scotland. Oh, damn it. They must, they must have known, really, that they weren't going to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. Thank you very much. No I'll, yeah, I'll enjoy that, because... Yeah, as long-time listeners will know, I did have a very traumatic experience with a Whitecap sticker album. Yeah. Especially when you have a whole sticker that's just white with one little black triangle on it. <laughs> and you got doubles. Which I found a picture of the other day. And doubles in the I same pack. I had a double pack. of that as well, Doubles in the no, du- We had doubles in the same pack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sort that out, Whitecaps. Anyway, we don't have too much more to go, but just before we do go, we have one final Whitecap talking about what Christmas is like in their household. And we're going to Wales. Robert Earnshaw, who, if you've listened before, you know he gives great answers to yeah. these. This is the longest. This is the longest one of them all, which probably won't surprise anyone. But this is Robert Earnshaw and what it's like in the Earnshaw household. What is Christmas dinner like in the Earnshaw household? Christmas dinner is, is always uh, very, very busy because uh, there's quite a lot of us. And, uh, you know, my sister's got a couple of kids and my other sister's got kids, my brother. and um, So it's very, very busy, but um, it's always uh, all the women cook, you know. 
my mum's in there, my sisters. My sisters normally take the charge uh, on the cooking, so they're they're running the show in the kitchen. So all the uh, all the men are like, okay, when's the football on? <laughs> What's happening? What time's the food ready? Uh, but all all the women are like, hey, don't worry, we'll take we're taking care of everything. Get out of the kitchen. Uh, do you want a snack? Do you want to eat something? But food is ready at this time, so it's uh, it's it's very nice. And uh, the best thing is is spending it with the with the family, especially now. You know, I'm away. Yeah. I've been away a lot, and um, it's it's that time I get to see the whole of my family kind of come together. So it's uh, it, it's it's great because we all we all get together. And, and to be fair, we've been we're all very good we all kind of live here there and everywhere and I'm the other side of the world but um, we always trying to manage to get together because it's a, it's a special time for us Robert Earnshaw there talking about what Christmas is like in the Earnshaw household. So, just got our last couple of things to go. We, we spoke about a lot of the things that we, we put out on Twitter. And one of the things we put out was, what, what would you like football-related as a Christmas present or for Christmas? So, I'll just go quickly go over some of those. Jay San, Ruttigan Khan, said he'd like an MLS Cup or, failing that, Freddie Montero. Um, Anna at Anna Namshirin, uh, a Besiktas jersey. Yeah. I wonder who she would want, Atiba? I think she might. Kyle Lahren? Hmm. Andy M, Swampo. He wants Carlos Carvajal to leave Sheffield Wednesday, and he's really happy because that happened on Christmas Eve. He got oh, that's sacked. awesome. It's not a nice way to, to, to end Christmas Eve, though. Expected Brenton at Caps offside, espresso machine. Yes, now he said he's never ever asked for anything as much as that before. He usually just asked for a book. But yeah. at Brian underscore Clegg, he said he's already got FIFA 18, so he'll just settle for some big game-changing signings for the Whitecaps. Like I never got, I didn't get FIFA 18 this year because I'm. I think they're coming out with the World Cup in the World Cup year. I like doing the World Cup ah, game. I like doing that. I one. don't think I've got it since 15. Oh. Uh, Whitecaps Forever at H. Crump, uh, a front office with balls. So I'm assuming Christmas ornaments. Yes. The way he wants to decorate yeah, with Christmas ornaments. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Smith at Trio W. Smith. He wants the Dews and Lewis to get fired. Okay. Um, good Christmas spirit there. Um, Arnie uh, Salveson, uh, peace on the Southsiders form. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. No, that's never going to happen. And neither is Ryan McLeod's thing, probably, of three actual DP-level signings by the Whitecaps. Uh, Stuart Erickson at the Penguin, Zlatan Man United kit. You'd probably like that as well. And Steve Johnson at StevieJ604, he wants a number 10 signing for the Whitecaps, which I would quite like as well. Chris Corrigan at C86, I would like attacking football at BC Place next year and a trophy one at home. Hmm. I think he's asking for a yeah. bit too much. Maybe choose one. Maybe. Tefe tweets he wants a TSS Rovers season ticket, which is great value, and everyone yeah. should get that. I will be whether getting for, that this year. Whether it's for Christmas or not. Russell Beresford at squad player, promotion for Derby. Oh, I wonder where they are right now. They're doing well. They're in the playoff spot, so he's got a good chance of getting that to happen. John Humphreys, LWO4, wants promotion playoff success for the clubs he supports. Real Oviedo. He owns, I think, part of it. Oh, I think he shares. Yeah, which of Kian's froze is there, yeah. and of course the white caps. We'll see at uh, CASTW one two three. Watch Ronaldinho play in his prime. Phil Straffarelli at P Straffo. He wants a second star. 
I'm not sure if he means on the Whitecaps jerseys or in the sky for Christmas. I don't know. Um, Rick Allen at Hallis 777, a Kendall Watson signed jersey. And Hugh Belanius at High on Caps. He wants a Swiss, a Swiss, Swiss. Nas- a Swiss. He wants a Swiss national team kit. Okay. Or feeling that he can get a bar of lint chocolate, maybe. Comiento, maybe. Oh, Swiss oh. Okay. and we just got a late one in here from Angus Walker. He wants some revelation that strips TFC of the title. I think that that's a nice way to to end the show. So just before we go, let's just let everyone know where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. At Whitecaps Beat, and you can find Santa in Campo San Lucas. Ooh. Um, I guess you can find me on Twitter, even though I'm not on it very much, is at Erwin. And on Facebook uh, as Caitlin McCall.author. And what's your, your author's website again for everyone? Oh, it's uh, just Caitlin McCall.ca. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Also, the Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com. And hope you've enjoyed this two-part Christmas special. We'll be bringing the, the podcasts out, one on Christmas Day, one probably on Boxing Day. We'll get, get the first one out early, so you've got some Christmas tunes to listen to on Christmas morning. Hope you've enjoyed it. We, we really have. And I'm going to leave you with a song by one of my favourite Scottish bands, Mogwai. This is Christmas Steps. Have a wonderful Christmas, everyone. And we'll see you soon. Thank you.
piss misses. Well, it's about the best time of the whole year. You walk down the streets, even for weeks before Christmas comes. And there's lights hanging up, green ones and red ones. Sometimes there's snow. And everybody's hustling someplace. But they don't hustle around Christmas time like they usually do. You know, they're a little more friendly. They bump into you, they laugh, and they say, pardon me, and Merry Christmas. And especially when it gets real close to Christmas night. Everybody's walking home. You can hardly hear a sound. Bells are ringing. Kids are singing. Snow is coming down. And boy, what a pleasure it is to think that you got some place to go to. And the place that you're going to has somebody in it that, that you really love. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night.